here we go. It's time for the podcast. Whoa, whoa, Cacus, stop. Please, Cacus, that's enough. Change that, change that camera. That's a, This is the RGH podcast. That does not look very real gamer of you. This is the RGH hey, podcast. Every right. Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, we come here, we talk about all things gaming. I cut off Cacus 24-7 because he cuts off Ryan 24-7. It's a fun, good, hot gamer moment. I've got two hot dudes. I'm excited. I'm M-Tash. Who are you guys? I am Cacus HD. Nice. And oh. uh, do we even need to introduce this beauty down below? Probably not. Uh, yeah, Ryan muted himself. I can't hear him. Ryan? Hello? Okay, no. My apologies. I knew. As we can I just say, like, as we see Ryan True Vanguard already hitting the sauce, doesn't even remember to unpress mute. As you can see, I'm supporting my boy. I'm wearing a Facebook gaming shirt. And to be a proper from what I've seen of Facebook gamers, aka what I've seen from True Vanguard, I have a little a little some I mean a little hey! martini a little martini. <laughs> what the hell? I I got a bottle oh. of water. It's it's Bro. not even cold. It's lukewarm. And you guys this, got yeah, nice This ain't joke. Water. This uh, is a real martini. We straight sipping, boys. Ooh, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a bumpy ride. Let me tell you, man. Um, we want to talk about the Destiny stuff first. I think it's important. The raid pretty fire, but there was a little bit of drama this weekend in the community. I think I saw 550 tweets about the raid. Some good, some bad. Let's start with the good. Fair. Yeah. All right. Yes. Let's, let's start with the good. So this, this raid yeah, was go. in my it was a really cool raid because of the journey that it takes you on as a player. Because in previous raids, I don't think they've covered as much ground like physically as this raid has. Is it is it safe to to talk about what happens in the raid at this point? Yeah. Are we beyond spoiler stuff? We're beyond it's, it. This raid is gonna take you underground and then into orbit and then crashing down from orbit in a fiery, you know fiery debris of the space station back down to the ground where you're going to have a final encounter on ground level it is just so dynamic and i absolutely loved it mm. i totally agree okay. oh gosh now see now you're kind of loud i think <laughs> all right uh yeah can i can we just talk about the fact that this raid was a, i think an excellent raid like using a drop pod going up to space was quite the experience like you're like oh <laughs> going to space yeah. um yeah very cool like you start at the beginning and then that's where the sp spaceship crashes into and then at the end you go out and it's the same area but it's like crap now it's debris yeah. everywhere you've crashed and uh one of the best parts by far of the raid is the loot and uh i did a video on this today like showcasing some of what it, some of the loot is capable of but oh my god we haven't seen good raid loot like this since like destiny one we're talking like yeah. vault of glass coda's end wrath of the machine um D2 loot, raid loot has kind of slipped a little bit. It hasn't usually been this special, but we've got completely unique perks that only can spawn on this raid loot. The best one being this re the reconstruction. Reconstruction. Perk where, yeah, it'll overflow your magazine up to double. So you have slug shotguns, which are already super meta. And now, and now, and now, uh, they can have 14 rounds in a magazine, which is literally double what you're used to. So, so the desirability of this raid loot is insane. And if that wasn't enough, when you finish the raid, you can actually get a little vendor and you can buy using your spoils of war from doing the raid. You can buy some specific raid loot. So you won't get screwed by RNG that much, right? That was mm -hmm. one of the biggest things. Hey, I'm looking for the supremacy when you're playing last rush. 
you could play it again and again and not get one. Now you can guarantee that drop, which is fantastic. Well, yeah, it's so nice. It, it felt like before it was like only tokens, but now this is a nice balance. You get drops through the raid and then you can do it. But also, I don't know if all the raids do this, but I, I believe Garden, you can't get weapons from the chests. In this one, you can. So like... If uh, you're doing the raid, no, you, you can, can get weapons. The hidden, the hidden chest, you mean? The hidden, no, the hidden chest, I mean, sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which is amazing, yeah. because then it's like, mm. you can go in, you get another couple chances of getting some of these weapons, get more yeah. rolls. It feels very rewarding to do. And, um, you know, as you're saying, loot from raids has been trash. Now, yeah. back at the start of Destiny, the first not raid... Not to say, sorry to interrupt, but not to say that there wasn't good raid loot. Yeah, there was, was usually... The, the Sacred Providence Scout Rifle, or Pulse Rifle, I think you did a video, like, with the uh, Rapid Hit Plus yeah. Kill Clip. Good weapon, but is it special? It's just a normal Pulse Rifle. We have this archetype, we have these perks. It didn't stand out. And it's not that they weren't good, it's that they weren't unique. Right. Yeah. And see, like, in the, the first raid, the Midnight Coup was probably one of the best, if not best, PvE weapons in the game, and it was also incredible in PvP. So it's like, they had the Midnight Coup, there was a good sniper, like, they did have some options. And then the next couple raids, there might be one where it's like, okay, but even Garden, like that pulse rifle was like, it's solid with that particular role. Hand cannon, mm -hmm. mid to bottom tier, right? The fusion rifle, yeah, trash tier. Well, Valid. you can make it work, but there's a bow, like nothing was good. But the other thing too is a lot of the armor perks I found, even the, uh, the raid specific perks, they're fine, a little bit uninteresting. This one, bro, they're bangers it's like when yeah. you when you've got the uh the scanner or the the operator perks you get a big buff and then if you don't you get a maybe even a bigger right. buff right you're picking up orbs you're getting you're bottomless heavy dude, dude but literally it's bottomless insanity. heavy it makes me feel powerful and uh I, I really like it it's the first time i've actually cared about raid loot in years and it's yeah. it's nice. And if they yeah, can double uh, down on, on that vault of glass down the road, oh boys, we're gonna be swimming in loot. Things to chase: the sniper, fire, shoddy, cool, hand cannon, wicked. The, the shotgun the is, gun? is the best PVE weapon in the game potentially. If you get like the recombination right. plus, it's Reconstruction. insane. And uh, to your point, not only that, it has a really good raid exotic to chase. That rock launcher is oh, yeah. dirty. Arguably the best rock launcher in Dude. the game, period. I've seen some PvP clips from this absolute monster down there. It's well, so fun. Yeah. True Vanguard making people quit forever on <laughs> PvP. And I've seen, I was playing Gambit just before this to get my pinnacle, uh -huh. and I had a teammate who had it invading. Dude, uh -huh. oh my well, god. Goes, what's so cool oh, about it is no. it, it keeps its lock on something. So if you aim yes. down sides and you lock on a target, and then you can turn 180 degrees, lock on a different target, yep. Lock at a different target, and then you release. Just I just I would just like launch it into the air and release that volley, and they yeah. just they they split. Yeah. I had quads today, triples and, and quads uh, for days. So cool. yeah, like in my video, I put out a, you can you can do some cool tricks where you like zoom down sights really quickly on a boss and unaim down sights, so you only lock onto the boss. The cool thing is it fires like the same amount of rockets every time. Whether you lock onto yeah. four guys or one guy, it's gonna fire those same rockets, so you can like DPS a certain boss and or a yeah, super. Yeah, so man it is something else like that is a it's like very it's we're talking anarchy level desirable which is so cool that's what it needs like we don't need get the terabyte out of here this is what we need hey don't yeah. knock on my boy i love yeah, that guy. dude if it kept its freaking buff after yeah. swapping it would have been completely changed but 
as a stat. And think of it this way too, though, is like that rocket launcher also can be used at a range, like a very good range. So yeah. if you look at like the garden boss, you know, anarchy, pretty trash. But it, so it's giving us another tool. It's giving us another weapon that we can use. And even in some other encounters, um, you know, if you're looking at uh, what's the Cali, you know, little head hitbox they move around a little bit maybe you miss an anarchy shot maybe you miss a snipe on the head uh if you're using whisper of the worm it might be a little bit trickier i feel like this is kind of a like you're gonna hit right because they're tracking uh, like crazy yeah, it's a very yeah. safe dps there's some, it, yeah it, there's you know, there's a question about its true damage output will it be the next boss melting machine I, it certainly has good burst dps but in the long run we'll kind of see but undoubtedly this is one of the best ad clearing and like major killing weapons i've ever seen like yeah. and again certain like pvp and especially gambit it, this thing could become a real force in the meta so loot wise bungie hit it out of the park like I, it's fantastic have you uh have you tried it in the nightfalls yet i feel like it'd be really good in the nightfalls with the just taking out like champions and stuff, i don't that i don't have it yet because uh, my oh. rng has been i don't even have a Me shotgun with three reconstruction dude my yeah. rng has been terrible it's like, yo, do you want moving target? I'm like, no, dude, get this trash out of here. Yeah, but what's so cool about it is that you can just continue to farm the raid, yeah, get your raid currency, true. get to the final the final chest, get and just say, thing, I yeah. want to buy the shotgun. Just I'm just gonna again oh, and I, again and again. I did that a number of times this week. Yeah, now, I'm, I, I'm gonna need to. Now I wanted to ask. So for me, I thought this was one of the best raids ever. Mechanically, I thought it was one of the most fun ever mm -hmm. and uh some people really disagree with that but i loved the feeling of the different roles and how valuable those roles felt i honestly would place this raid in in my top two to three right now which yeah. i mean i don't know how many other people feel that way but i thought that this one was really special i think it's very well thought out i thought that the mechanics were were just like interesting and fun for me and yeah. there was no point in the raid personally where i was like i hate this mechanic Garden hated the mechanic. Absolutely didn't like it. Oh there were, there God, was yeah. there was some stuff in the Callus raid where I was like, I'll do it, but I didn't I didn't love it. And uh Taken King, the King's Fall, two of those fights, the one with the jumping, like the last two fights, despised them. Absolutely oh, despised yeah. them. They were some of the least enjoyable mechanics I've ever seen in a raid. Mm -hmm. And I know that not everyone agrees with that, but I like literally that raid is like down here for me. And so I know that my views on raids are definitely warped. It's, 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 I, I view different encounters weird. So I wanted to know your thoughts. Do you guys think that this is a really well-made raid, like a really cool raid? Yeah, I, I definitely do. The one caveat that really ruined my like day one raid experience, like not like I still did it day one, but like the thing that I got so many anteater errors, like I'm talking 10 plus anteater errors, like, I felt so bad for my group. Like it was a salt. We had a, such a solid group, but like I, so many runs were ruined because of yeah, my stupid. Rough. And I'm still getting anti errors. Like I don't know what it is. I don't think it's my internet. I've reset it a million times. I know other people who weren't getting any anti errors up until this DLC came out. And the reason I mentioned it is because this DLC has introduced a smorgasbord of errors. Like I know a lot of sure. people, their error codes have really gone through the roof. Uh, when Beyond Light came out. And so, yes, the raid is fantastic, but Bungie's really got to get on top of that stuff because, like, you know, the raid could be the best raid ever, but if you're getting kicked, and for my case, it would kick you and then reload me with, like, no ammo. So it's like, yeah, time to go into the damage phase with only primary. Like, can't wait. Yeah, yeah. and 
Mike, to answer your question, in, in terms of like the, the mechanics of this raid, I was a huge fan of the way that they executed it because it's not the first time that we've seen roles implemented into the raid mechanics. We've seen it before. You know, every every team for Crota's End probably had their, I am the sword guy. He's the sword guy. His job is to take the sword up there and hit Crota. We all do. You know, and it's like, but it's the same guy every time. This one, it actually forces role swapping. And I love that mechanic because a lot of the encounters actually have this this thing where it will actually deactivate your augment after a certain phase is completed. So randomly, one person, even if I'm like, I'm always operator, I'm always the suppressor guy, I might get forced to say, I have to take a timeout. I've yeah. got to let somebody else wear that hat for now. And so everybody has to sort of get comfortable with the roles and know what they have to do. Mm -hmm. Because even just one one of the people with an augment going down could change the dynamics of that fight entirely. Because someone has to know, all right, what am I going to prioritize? Am I going to prioritize the revive? Am I going to pick up the augment instead? Am I going to pick up the nuclear core instead? Like you have to know the intricate details about how all of these roles play out. And so it's been really fun for our raid group to sort of find our initial, okay, I'm always going to start as operator. Right? Everybody falls into their initial roles. But every encounter plays out a little bit different just because of the randomization of whose augment is going to get disabled and when. I wear yeah. every hat at some point in time during that raid. And uh, I absolutely love it. So the roles aren't quite set in stone. It forces everyone to sort of understand the mechanics. I really like that aspect. It, it kind of amplified the teamwork aspect of the raid for me. Do you want to so know, do you wanna know why I like that part of it even more, though? It's why? because you can actually place the augments in the slot. And there's dedicated uh -huh. spots. And for whatever reason... With some of the other raids, it's like, okay, someone else has to pick up the shield to cleanse everybody or else we wipe. And, you know, maybe you're fighting a minotaur. Maybe you're trying to stay alive and it's like, you're the close guy, you gotta get it. Right? Like, like if you don't pick that up, we lose. And I felt with this one, even though there were panic situations where you gotta get that scanner or we lose, I felt that there was... Because it's around the map in multiple spots, it gives you opportunities for counterplay to these situations you know what i mean that wherever you are wherever i'm pointing to that uh -huh. goes i've been saying for years my favorite raids i still think vault of glass is up there near number one and i and the reason being is because you can clutch and yes. you can this rate it feels like you can clutch especially like here's one of the biggest things if the, your scanner dies he drops this like for example he drops the scanner perk someone else can pick it up clutch that like damage phase save the wipe save everything and then go for the revive after resum so it gives those like clutch moments where you're able to overcome whereas a lot of raids like king's fall is the example that gets the most love from people but looking back i didn't enjoy that much because what is that raid like all it. about king's fall is memorization so people who are good at speed running those type of people they love that because they just get six people who everyone knows what they're doing and they memorize it and they execute and that's certainly like a skill and i'm not taking away from that but like that for me i like being able to bring it back from the brink when things go wrong that's what i think is like a good mechanics and a good encounter and this raid really lets you do that phenomenal and but to speak to that point oh, go, ahead, go, ahead. go ahead i was gonna say to speak to that point literally last night we had uh, one of our teammates went from like the guy that we're all like berating like what are you thinking to like he's the hero because on the A-Tracks, he forgot to send pods down. So we had no pods. It was me and Hovey, 
KJ Ho, you're down the bottom. We clear everything, and we're like, we need to come back up for the final, you know, the last stand where A-Trax is teleporting all over to which one he's at, right? And so we had no pods, so the two of us are trapped downstairs. He's up top. He screws up cleansing somebody of the debuff, and so he goes down. Two of the other teammates get catapulted into a wall by a stomp mechanic, so he's now the last guy up, and we're like, what are you doing? You literally got three of us killed. And we're like, we resigned ourselves to wiping. But he, in the chaos of his screw-up, he runs over, he swaps it, he deposits his operator buff, grabs a scanner buff, and soloed the, the last uh, the last uh, stand mechanic. And he jumped. We watched him. All of us just watching him go from boss to boss with the lament. And he clutched it up. No way. And so he, he went from like, oh, you suck, to you're the hero. You know, it was just so cool to see a clutch moment again in a raid. Yeah. Thank God. So this raid, we've said phenomenal loot like actual really desirable loot a way to actually farm that loot great mechanics but apparently some people think it was too easy and just handing out those emblems so that caused a lot of drama now to explain it quickly some members of the community i won't say who just kidding it's glad <laughs> and uh, i think gigs i don't know some very very good players and we like these people we certainly we're not hating on them but they came out with the opinion that hey Quite a lot of people finished this raid day one. And in fairness to them, they are correct. Compared to some of the past raids, especially, you know, Last Wish only had two people finish day one. And uh, Garden had like 96 teams, very low amounts of teams. Compared to that, a lot more people than that did finish this time day one. And they were saying, is this raid a little bit too easy? Should Bungie have gone a little bit harder and made this a little bit more exclusive? What do you guys think? Well, no. um, do you want to go? Do you want to give your opinion first, like the full opinion? I can give my opinion. I no, no. I, I'm talking about this guy right here because he he gave oh, me a no. Sure but Vanguard, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll I'll give you. I'll lay it out for you. Here's how I feel about it. Right? There's a lot of factors at play here, including preparation time, including the fact that a lot of these raids that had low clears were before contest modifier was introduced. Okay, so that's a factor. There were times when the raid came out just days after the new content dropped. So people who were really focused on the raid were grinding, just not sleeping, grinding, 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 getting that power level up so that they could compete. So it was so unapproachable for most of the raids that we've had. Almost all the raids we've had so far had no contest modifier active. So it was a real challenge for teams to get prepared. And they had less time to do it. This time, contest modifier is there a week and a half to prep, a much more easy and relaxed leveling system. So almost everybody who plays the game regularly could easily be 1230, which was where the contest modifier was. So a lot more teams were able to participate. That is a factor. But at the end of the day, one of the things that I feel very, very strongly as far as Destiny is concerned is I want Destiny's best content to be, be approachable for players because it's a real shame to have something this incredible be locked away behind a skill barrier and have so many people so many destiny players not be able to interact with it for one reason or another i don't want it to be so hard that it's unapproachable and daunting i want this activity to be experienced by the masses and i think it's a really easy compromise frankly i don't understand why this blew up as big as it did i don't think that it was worth all the drama this week very very simple solution to this problem is hey here's some feedback we would love to have contest modifier to be uh, a difficulty that we can select when we go in because we are elite gamers we're in you know, the upper echelon of pve years 
we would like to have that as an option to select it and to go in with that that modifier to make it a challenge for us for some i don't know adept double, raid double weapons double, double the spoils, spoils. Easy. maybe maybe a guaranteed no armor that drops will have under 60 stat points allocated to it higher stat rolls i, I don't know what however you want to incentivize it but give them that option but also make make sure the rate is approachable for people who might see it as daunting. I want the content to be experienced. Well, here's the thing too, though, is, is if you look at Last Wish, it's like two teams beat it, right? Obviously, you don't want it that, at, at that end. But at the same time, people weren't wiping on that raid because it was necessarily like extreme. Di- or Sorry, I shouldn't say that. I should say a lot of people were wiping to dumb stuff. So one scion, you go to melee the scion or the or the the taken enemy, you go to melee it, and then it melees you and kills you because it had like two HP. In this case, we are stronger than we've ever been. I've got protective light that allowed me to take yeah. a captain. I've I got I've got mods for AOE clear. Like I'm way stronger. So obviously we're gonna complete the raid easier. But also I feel like if you're gonna lose at this point, you're losing more to not understanding the mechanics. So you can learn mechanics, and that's great. But I at least, I, I feel like I could take on the enemies, and I don't think that that's necessarily a, a bad thing. I think that that's their point. A lot of their point is like with all these mods, you this is it's you're a lot easier. A lot, like protective light gives you an insane survivability bonus. That and if you have uh, like two concussive dampener, I believe it's called in your chest piece. It's like a 50% reduction in, in, in splash damage. Like these are yeah. some insane values that we really haven't had before. And so I think part of the point is that like, Hey, it, it, maybe dial that back a, a bit or make contest mode even harder if you're going to give us this power. But I think personally, that's a bit of a bad take. If you look, the rate report actually released the statistics and only about 2%, 2 point something percent of people who attempted a day one actually completed it so 97.5 percent of people who tried to beat it day one were not able to that's a still a pretty significant fail rate so it's still like a pretty elite group of people were able to beat it now were you able to be a little bit more powerful absolutely warmind cells and charge with light made it so that like if I, you, we had access to, to those things when we did garden would have been a lot easier right but yeah. It's part of the thing we've been playing Destiny 2. This we're on our fourth year. Could you imagine if I told you guys that it's another new raid and you're not any more powerful than you were in the previous raid? Like four years, you don't get a single bit more powerful. Are you serious? Like that's such a bad scenario. And so people who are saying that you're oh, we're too powerful now, it's like, what would you rather have that these builds not matter? That years of collecting the best gear and the best mods it's don't worthless. matter. So yeah. it's like, if you're mad that more people are beating it, glad your teammates giving out videos on exactly what bills to use in the raid, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, what do you, what do you expect? You're like, uh, people are, and people are so just, they know more. People have been playing more. Like yeah. it's again, it's four years. People are used to this. And also I'll say part of the reason the percentage was so high is because this was one of the, aside from the error codes, this is one of the least glitchy rages, raids ever. We did garden together. How many times are our oh runs ruined because moats fell off the map? Like dozens. Jeez. Or the dozens. floor, or the floor is bugged. Is, the it, mo- is it there or is it not yeah. there? Yeah. Runs were ruined when we were literally had enough DPS to win, but a moat would go under the ground. I remember getting like looking at it under the ground and being, "Are you kidding me, Bungie? Like <laughs> yeah. you, you screwed us." So it's like 
the, so there's always these caveats like garden was ruined because of the glitches like so i think a whole extra percent of people would have been able to beat it if it was always the minotaur encounter you guys know what I'm talking about, where it drops yeah. 18 so you won't be screwed right uh and then there's something like scourge of the past scourge of the past was when people saved up all the bounties and they could get to the literal cap so it's like no crap you beat it right away you literally played 24 hours a day for for three weeks to get every single powerful gear bounty to level up to like the absolute max right away and then uh, scourge of the past was six hours after the raid came out mm -mm, so mm -mm. if you no, like it, so it was it was like an hour and a half it was like it was like an hour and a half it was that fast well, or two and no, a half. Six, six hours after launch, no, the no, raid no. came out. Oh, sorry. No, 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 oh, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes. Six sorry. hours to level up. Scourge. Sorry. No, sorry, not Scourge. Yeah. Crown. My bad. Crown. <laughs> Crown was six hours after launch. So, like, no crap the percentage is low on there because if you're working Tuesday, you're screwed. Like, you're, you're out done. of the competition. Yeah. It's literally just a streamer competition at that point. Right. So, there's always this, usually there's like this big caveat as a really legitimate reason why people didn't play. And so now you take all those caveats away and you just say, hey, you actually have time to prep. You, like, it's not necessarily easier. It's just, I think overall, it's just a better experience. And like, we should be expecting, it's the fourth year, people are getting used to this. We should be expecting the percentage to go up and up and up and up. Here's the thing but, is, is is the percentage of players are going up and like i don't even know if it's necessarily like hey we don't want you to finish the raid i think that these are all top tier pve players and they're like i'm not really dying to anything like we don't understand the mechanics but yeah. as soon as we do um you know i i think that for them if they would have just looked at, at at the the critique that they were giving they they should have given the critique that like we want it harder for us you know, we we, we right. want to feel a little bit more challenged there, and I get it, but I don't think it is a bad thing that more people are completing it. I think right. that it is a learnable raid. I think it's a, a raid that if you want to carry uh, and, and do a lot of the roles, you can, and you can teach people, and I think that that's a really valuable thing. And I think that, you know, the raids are some of the best content in the game ever. In any game, I think it's incredible content. And so it needs to be a little bit more accessible. And, you know, the raid race... The raid race doesn't lose value if you're really powerful and you don't feel challenged because you're still competing against a bunch of other amazing people. So you need to min-max those builds. You're still racing. You're still trying to figure it out. I think that that value of the raid race is still intact, but now just a bunch more people get to enjoy playing there's it a, and beating it. Yeah, there's a bunch more like viable teams. Like Before, it was only a few teams who ever really even had a chance. They kept their eyes on, yeah. So, there's so many more clans like, you know... There's Silamar, there's freaking the people who beat it. What is uh, there? Obtained did pretty well. There's the, our clan, Rough, did place like pretty well. Like, there's so many clans that are have cracked players. And it's it's not just the, the 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 two teams competing. It's not just like tier one and redeemed competing for like number one anymore. They they have a lot more competition and they should ex expect as much just because not not only or is it like a little bit more accessible, but like a lot more people have gotten into streaming or whatever and are able to dedicate that time in order to get the best gear and to level up in time. It's, so like there's just, there's going to be consistently more and more people trying to beat this content every, like this was, I think the second most competed against. There's like 270,000 people that tried to day one this raid compared to Garden that had like 100,000. Like it's not even close. This blew Garden out of the water. Mm-hmm. No, like, exactly. it's insane how many more people were interested and like from a content creator perspective that's great because i'm telling you when wow. king's fall came out and i put out like the guide on how to beat it it didn't do that well 
at first because no one cared because everyone looked at the raid looked at the power cap and was like, like screw uh -oh. that <laughs> that ain't for me so many people didn't even bother but now you have everyone like is in there like going for it right like the community buzz was so much it's so much healthier for the game overall like it's definitely not easy it's definitely easier but again your power is just going to naturally going up after four years of collecting the best stuff yeah. and and but i know I, I, sorry you go I don't want to sound unsympathetic, though. I think it is really important that we... I know a lot of the community had a knee-jerk reaction to the tweets by Glad, by Giggs, by these top-tier PvEers. They called them out of touch. They called them elitists. But I think it's really important when, when people are venting, it's, it's, a, it's really important to try and understand what's the heart of the issue there instead of having a knee-jerk reaction. I mean, it's okay to call them out if you think they're, they're wrong about something. But at the same time, at the heart of what they're saying is something that I think is is worth addressing and and that's that these top tier pveers do need to find something that is going to push them to their limits in destiny that's going to really challenge them in destiny and while they could have worded things differently or maybe they came at that argument from maybe uh the wrong angle i think there's truth to what they're saying and i do want those people to find value in the game something that's going to really push them and their team to the limits because right now really all they have once they get through contest modifier what do they do they go straight to can we do this with three people? Yeah, yeah. Can we do this encounter with point, two people? I think it's important be, that they they do need to be heard, and their mm -hmm. feedback does need to be does need to be valued. The legit point I think they do had that I will again like the, in the grand scheme of things, overwhelmingly I think this was a healthy thing is my point. But I think they the one point that I, is pretty hard to deny is that the enemies in this raid were easier to deal with in the sense that they didn't have a lot of hard enemies. There was like no sniper enemies at all. Mm -hmm. in that raid like and if there was it would have made it a lot more challenging you would have had to like think and be on top of those enemies but as it was now you know there was it was kind of easy to avoid a lot of the enemies and so that point it was kind of like yeah you know what bungie you at certain other raids you definitely had to be on it a little bit more than this raid in terms of uh countering certain enemies yep no absolutely and you know the thing is is with that with the enemies at the same time you know, it doesn't even have to be that. They could add, like, environmental factors. Like, maybe when the nukes are, 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 uh, are going into those, into those different containers, like, maybe they give off, like, a heat uh, AoE or something like that. Like, there's different ways they can add difficulty that isn't just give me a big, beefy enemy. Environmental hazards or blocking off part of the team from part of the room. Like, there's a lot of things they can do, and I just hope that Bungie keeps getting creative, and I just don't want them to throw a bunch of yellow bars that are just... Yeah, honestly, bullet sponges. I hate bullet yeah. sponges. Bullet sponges so. are dumb, and being one shot by everything is not fun. Like it's yeah. not. It's just not fun, and mm -hmm. it's just like it's like too bad. Like it, it, it's like if you yeah, if you really want to challenge yourself, go two man it. No one's stopping you, and that is like the next level challenge. But you have this piece of like raiding is the PVE end game. It really is like it should be a certain degree accessible. It was just kind of a you know an interesting take. At the end of the day, I think, you know, we're, we're more powerful and we should expect to be. Like, could you imagine if all, all those mods you collected didn't do anything and the raid was, and, you know, just as many people completed this as Garden, but now you have all these Warmind Cell builds and stuff. So you're telling me Warmind Cell builds wouldn't matter? Like, that, that, should, that would have been bad. Honestly, right. like, that would have been not good. And, and to, to build on that, you know, in a game like RuneScape, Usually when like a new dungeon or like a new boss comes out, they have like better stuff. And I understand power creep is an issue because if if you keep doing that, eventually everything below it is useless. 
And, uh, you know, we've had to get rid of the recluse and we're getting rid of the revoker and the mountaintops going away and they've tried to sunset things. But at the same time, you can't just laterally progress always. Because I feel like every legendary I've got for the last three years is the same. Like, I just don't care. Now, yeah. these raid ones, I'm like, okay, I'm seeing Wait, some up. interest. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm getting interested. In, and maybe it's not like cracked and like overall 10 times better. But it's giving me some different options. You know, I don't have to think about reload as much now, or, or, or maybe I've got some extra burst DPS, or whatever it is. And we do need to progress that way. And one of the things I did like is when I was going into this world first raid, I was like, all right, do I want to clear enemies with Warmind cells, or do I want to have better boss DPS? Do I want to be more defensive or offensive? And I did have options, and it was actually one of the first times in Destiny where I was like, huh, I actually care about my armor. Because I didn't before, yeah. until the raid race yeah. happened. I mean, I had protective light, I had uh, war mine cells, and I use them from, you know, for things here and there. But for the most part, I have been uninterested in gear forever. And so this was the first time where I looked at it, I made a build, and I'm like, okay, this is my build. I'm feeling good yeah. about it. This is going to help me to win. And we have to progress as Guardians. We have to make things interesting, or else everyone's going to get bored. You can't yeah. give everyone an outlaw rampage hand cannon for four years straight and be like, all right, there you go. There's your, there's your kit. <laughs> you got it. Right. Yeah, ex so. exactly. So I think that's a good point, but I think it's time to move on to uh, Nintendo absolutely being the biggest papagas on the app, on, <laughs> on, on the gaming market, dude. I, mean, uh, I think Tash, you're the one who, who, who kind of knows a, a lot about this. I'll let you take it away. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, Nintendo isn't a great company. Luckily, we're sponsored by one, though. Advanced GG. Before we get into Nintendo, let's talk about Advanced GG. They've yes, been sponsoring us know, since the start. If you guys need an amazing energy formula, that's what it is at this point. It is a formula for success. If you're studying, if you're gaming, right? you got to get all these raid guides. you got to watch Kakis' videos. Maybe True Vanguard's got to stream and you want to stay up and alert to not miss a moment advanced.gg they've got a bunch of amazing flavors and guess what we've got a 10 percent discount code if you use code rgh you get 10 percent off and you support the podcast so look at this advanced.gg it's right there go there copy and paste it all the link and get your favorite drink okay that's it thank you now nintendo <laughs> into nintendo um we talked about it last episode how they have had some pretty sus um, community interactions, and viewership on content creators. It has been a chore to make content on Nintendo games for a long time. There was a point where you needed... Um... Oh, Kaki's camera. Oh, we're good. Okay, there we go. You uh, disconnected me. I was completely frozen. So oh. I, had to, I, had to, I had to dip for a bit. I had to dip for a bit. <laughs> And, you're back. and show glad the era was raised and come back. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> you don't say it. Yo, so listen, Nintendo, for a long time, you had to be in like a partner program to even make money. They would just like flag your stuff if you weren't in the program. And so they created this program and like that was a workaround, but still pretty brutal. And then they even opened it up a little further and things were good. But recently, they said, you know what? Uh, we don't want you making content on our games. If you're making content on our games, you cannot monetize it. And if you do, we're striking that down. We're smiting yeah. that. Well, they have doubled down and they've actually gone further now. They've said, oh, you want to make a community? 
you want to do fun things with our games? No, 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 no. Uh-uh. So there's the, the Big House Super Smash Bros. Melee tournaments, right? This is Melee tournaments. This is on a 20-year-old game, and they're doing them Dude, online. Well, Super Smash Bros. is a, let's just say this, it's a huge community. Yes. Oh, huge. It's like, it's one of the biggest esports. When they have tournaments, it's like yeah. massive. Yeah. 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 Average viewership of those tournaments is insane. It is more popular than the current uh, Smash Bros. by a long shot. And is it really? Oh yeah. Oh, it's not even competition. Melee is bigger than than also. So like when when there's a big melee tournament, like how many viewers do they get on Twitch? It, it depends like who's hosting and who's playing. Because like Mango is really popular. So if Mango's in the final, like it's gonna get more viewership. Okay. And yeah. But like, like we're that, talking so. like hundreds of thousands of people. I wouldn't say it's oh. that big because it is still a okay. bit of a niche community. But like. But still, like this is a big part. Oh of yeah. The Nintendo community. And you know the thing is, it's a game that isn't sold anymore. So it's not like they're missing out on sales if people are emulating the game. They're not missing out on sales uh, if people are making tournaments on the game. If anything, they're showing how good Super Smash Bros. is. And people are going to be like, oh man, that game looks really fun. I'm going to check that out. And I'm going to get the new version because that's the only one available. And um, the unfortunate thing is Big House is running an online tournament because the online servers... (laughs) Uh, for Nintendo are trash. And they did use a third-party program called Slippy. Now, Slippy allows them to uh, emulate the game as well as host matches uh, on these emulations. It's it's like a... I mean, it's an engineering marvel. It's really cool how they do it. But because it's a third-party program, because it's not official hardware, uh, they essentially said, nope, you can't do that. Now, the funny thing is, is Ryan was bringing it up, is... They said, "Well, we're doing it anyways. We're, like this is a huge yeah. tournament. We're we're gonna we're not gonna oh, turn down all this money. We've got all these people signed up. Like we're gonna do it." And so Nintendo hits them with the legal. They're like, "No, the you, lawyers you aren't doing it. Trust us." And so they yeah, actually they their hand. Yeah, they force their hand. They get to a phone call that says viewer ID from Japan. They're like, what the hell's going on? Picking up <laughs> the lawyers, Nintendo lawyers. It's like, me, oh, Mario, and you're yeah. done. Uh, it's me legal department and you're like oh god but like dude just like that was a great explanation but just 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 think about this for a second right like they want to host a smash bros tournament this is a huge community they love this game so much they're hosting these big tournaments there's an entire community built around this right like streamers who make their living multiple streamers make their living because they're known as competitive smashers right Mm -hmm. Nintendo Online is so bad, so bad, that they have to create their own program just to play each other in a fair way. Because the, the, the servers were like, yeah. they, it couldn't be possible. So they do that, and Nintendo goes and shuts them down. That but is savage. On top of that, though, it's like, you can't play Melee online anymore. Like, there isn't even a server yeah, available. Yeah. So it's like, what are, what are we... It's not like we're circumventing some Nintendo online membership. We're not circumventing mm-hmm. some system. It's not like we created Xbox Live 2 to play yeah. Halo. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. playing an old game. We're trying to have some fun and do some memes. Who is that hurting? Apparently, Nintendo. Apparently, this is crippling their business. And it's just like thing after thing now. They are yeah, they, predatory against their own content. Like, it's, it's they, weird. Yeah, the the uh, Animal Crossing thing, they're like, or Standu yeah. Valley or whatever, or Animal Crossing, they're yeah, like, Animal hey, Crossing. Animal Crossing, they're like, hey, you cannot make money from Animal Crossing now. And this includes revenue from advertising. So 
anyone making Animal Crossing content, your your channel just died overnight because Nintendo was like, "Hey, this community that you fostered, all these people that you've kept interest in the game, all these people that you've encouraged to buy the game, somehow that hurts us. So now we're going after you." It's like mm -hmm. Nintendo. Do you live under a rock? Like, are you afraid of tech? Do you know what technology is? Like, do they make these games and just like they don't even know what happens after that? Right. Like, it it's crazy, dude. And you know, it's yeah. interesting. Is I know for a fact, watching videos in a game has led me to play the game. I didn't know what Dark Souls was back in the day, and I watched someone playing Dark Souls, and I was like, "What the hell?" Went out and bought it myself. And you know, NBA Two K, whatever the new one is. My son has never played that, but he watches a YouTuber. Guess what he wants for Christmas? He wants that game. He's never mm -hmm. played an NBA game ever, but watching it, he was like, this looks really cool, and you can make your character have different stats and customization. And so, you know, especially in the case of Animal Crossing, there's probably a ton of people that own a Nintendo Switch, and they've never played any of the Nintendo Crossing, or sorry, Animal Crossing games ever. They watch a YouTube video, they watch a stream, this really funny or interesting person's playing it, and they're like... This looks really cool. My wife yeah. was my wife has never plays games. She hardly plays anything. But all the people playing Animal Crossing and all the hype around it and the community behind it, she's like, "Damn, I I want to try this game out." That was the first game she's ever been interested in 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 year, in like 7 years. My, yeah, my wife was like playing Animal Crossing for like 6 hours a day, bro, catching fish and <laughs> saying my wife. I was like, <laughs> "What?" I was like, hey, now you understand. Now you yeah. understand. It's funny because I'm like, you know, I'd be like, uh, we, the kids would go to bed and I'd be like, I'm oh, sorry, honey. I, to, I feel like I should probably work and do some editing tonight. And I'm expecting like, oh, we were going to watch a show. You know, I was expecting a little pushback. She's yeah, like, okay, but... that's fine. Go, get Bye. out, get See ya. out. See ya. I come gonna... back up and she's got the switch. She's just catching so the Look at this bug I caught, bro. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, someone, Mod Sith just said in chat, he's like, it's like Among Us. Exactly! Among Us would be nothing without the community. Without the content yeah. creators playing the game, they went from, like, two people online to hundreds of thousands. They went from not even being able to keep the servers alive and planning on shutting them down to making $250 million in a month, 300 the next month. We're, like, it's insanity, the value that this marketing has, and it's free. Mm -hmm. A lot of these content creators are buying the game, like, from you. People that are it's watching crazy. these videos aren't going to not buy the game because they're watching it. They're watching it because they're already invested, interested, looking for more info, want to buy it, already did buy it. Yeah. You know, it's it's just... And so it, it's is. like, what is Nintendo thinking? It's very bizarre. Because it's the like, question. you could understand it if their games sucked and people were crapping on it. Like, you could understand if Godfalls tries to pull this and it's like, no one can make videos on Godfall anymore. It's because Godfall's getting roasted, getting right? trash, yeah. So... You could at least understand that perspective, but like, dude, everyone loves Animal Crossing. Everyone's hyping Animal Crossing. People love Smash Bros. People hype Smash Bros. Why would you go after these communities? It's it's weird. It's like, did a Nintendo exec go to one of these like tournaments and someone like bumped into him and he's like, I'm 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 gonna get back at you. Like no. that's the this is the only reason I could think of. It doesn't make any sense. He he was like. I could win one of these tournaments and uh, got yeah, he exactly. got destroyed and he's like never again. Up. Oh, oh man God. but that's the real question what's the what's the motivator there what, what's motivating that decision a bizarre it does it truly doesn't make sense like you'd think someone would be like sir we're getting so much free advertising from this we've fostered a community of hundreds of thousands of people this will is a disaster if you do this and like i don't know i just these companies are so clueless 
Like, it, there's yeah, some people dude. running these companies that are just Hold like... Hold on, someone needs to look up. Did, did Nintendo hire anyone from Twitch recently? That would actually explain <laughs> a lot of this. If Nintendo hired some people from Twitch, we, that problem's, you know, detective work done, boys. We've solved it. Well, speaking of Twitch, though... Yeah, that oh, is yeah, good. Speaking of Twitch... With all we've been talking about the DMCA stuff that streamers have, have been dealing with through Twitch lately, well, Cyberpunk announces that they're going to have a streamer mode on their game that's going to automatically mute any copyrighted music so the streamer doesn't have to worry about it. They can stream the game stress-free. And it's sort of the polar opposite now of Nintendo. This is a company saying, oh, man, we want influencers to eat this game up. We don't want them to stress about anything. We don't want them to be worried about it. We don't want them to have a single reason not to play our game in front of their communities. We're going to go out of our way to make sure that we can enable a streamer mode that's going to make the game safe for them. No matter where they're streaming it, no matter what videos they're uploading, it's not going to get copyright claimed. Well, apparently, yeah. uh, built into the streamer mode, there's also, I don't know if it's features you can turn on and off, but even nudity. Uh, you can actually put in streamer mode, and there's like, uh nudity changes so there's some sex scenes and uh what it'll do is it'll actually change the camera angle so instead of showing maybe the girl or the guy's full body they'll just show maybe an angle from the neck up and and you can still get the experience but it's not going to be breaking the laws here uh, of twitch because they're not good at enforcing anything right so one nipple slip for one creator is going to lead to a ban and for another person it won't and so being mm -hmm. able to just say i'm playing it safe is incredible yeah, yeah. I, and but this proves our freaking point exactly. CD Projekt Red has realized that streamers playing their game is such an important factor in them selling their game that they do the work to enable the streamer mode so that people are more likely to play it. Like, doesn't that prove their point? Like, it it reinforces how dumb Nintendo is being right now. Right. Actually, like, uh, I just wanted to touch on this. Chris Lopez says it doesn't actually mute the music; it replaces it with DMCA-free music. So exactly. They, they've taken but that's a lot of scenes. work to enable. Exactly, and and the fact that they're like, okay, we have this song, and for our vision, our artistic vision of this game, this is the song we want to play. We want Black Betty to be playing. <laughs> but we've also gone to the effort of finding another song that fits that nicely fits, into yeah. it. It, it. It's got that same artistic value, but it's not going to get you screwed by DMCA. That's amazing. Look at the effort there, right? You're, you're going to redo great. these, these cutscenes. You're going to have to redo these interactions. You're driving yeah. around night city and you got these beats playing and it's like <laughs> monster cat music or, or like Argo Fox. It's like, sweet. I'll take it. We'll take it. Uh -huh. And it's yeah, I gotta say have to do this though well it is but at the same time not just the copyright music stuff but being able to turn off the nudity stuff like that is actually really good for me because a my kids it's 2020 they're home most of the time because we're not out Dude, you know with friends. you know what Brian, they're gonna come down it. here they're gonna come down here daddy what's that oh no you know, that's a big cyber dig <laughs> <laughs> but on top of that i've been i have I have uh, branded my content as family-friendly content for years now. And sometimes I'm like, man, I don't know if I can justify playing that game on stream because I've told the people, I've told parents, hey, if you come by my stream with your kid, it's safe. It's not gonna, you're not going to come in here and be like, oh, no. I can't. You know what I mean? I, I, tell, I tell parents in my community all the time, if you want to have my stream up in your living room on the TV, you can do that. And I'm not. I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure that it's appropriate for anybody who's walking through that room. So this is actually really good news for me because this is a, this is a feature I will 100% take advantage of when I create content for this game.
No, it's it's honestly, I'd I'd love for more companies to do it. It, it would it would be mm-hmm. really helpful because even there's like that Conan the Barbarian type game or whatever the heck that was. There's nudity in that one that was flagging people, and and some of the scary games. Like I was playing um, for a charity thing for the St. Jude uh, charity thing. Uh, I played Outlast, and there's a point where there's like a bunch of naked guys in a room, and I'm like, oh, uh, like, can I have this on the screen? Like, I don't even know if this is allowed. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just a quick thing. It's it's five seconds, but we know that five seconds can get you banned at this point. So uh, yeah, I, I like that. It's progress. And this is a company that actually is with <laughs> with it, knows what the uh, the ecosystem is there for content creators. Um, now, do you want to jump in with companies that are not with it, aka <laughs> Xbox and PlayStation? Mm. Well, it's like here's the interesting is part. That really, yeah, do we ahead. blame Xbox and PlayStation, or do we blame all these mega retailers, Walmart, Target, Best Buy? For not putting captchas on, for not putting like some extra security in their purchasing thing. Like, basically, these next gen launches have been an utter disaster. More people have scalped consoles than actually are legitimately owning and playing consoles. Like, it is so depressing. If you want a P- PS5, it's almost impossible. But yet, people are sitting out there with like 50 PS5s because they have bots that do it. Because again, I have to enable, I have to like do five tests to log on to RuneScape to prove I'm a human being, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, select the cars and then it shows you a car, the grainy image of maybe a car from like 100 meters away. You're like, does this count? I don't know. But to log on to RuneScape, but to buy a $600, $500 PlayStation, it's like, bro, just enter your credit card and click something. You're good to go, baby. Like, yeah. Fill, so in your, fill in your address later. Like, don't even just, yeah. just click the button. It's yours. It's the first. The first click gets it. Like, maybe they just don't even care, dude. Maybe they're just like, hey, you they know. don't. No, that's that's that is the the issue right here. Is these retailers? They do not care. They're gonna sell the product. They're gonna push the product. They're gonna make their money. They don't give a hoot about it. If they did, they would have said something by now. They would have said, hey, we understand that this is. We kind of messed up with this. We're sorry about that. We're going to do everything we can to introduce these changes as soon as possible. The only company that has done that so far is Walmart. There was no apology as far as we know. There was no, we understand this was a really inco- big inconvenience. All they did was say, tonight, Capture is going to be enabled. Starting, that is today, like as, as of right now that we're recording this. Breaking news uh, also, they tweeted out, they're like, uh, Walmart Canada was like, oh, by the way, it's just the US, not Canada. Apparently, oh, no. can't possibly get any into Canada, dude. We're a disaster. So yeah. I just don't think they care. The only um the only people that did it well, I was as far as I know, PlayStation Direct. Like you could wait in the queue, which was not a perfect system, by the way, but you at least did have to sign into your PSN account. You had to authenticate with CAPTCHA. Um, so at least they did what they could to guarantee that you had a shot. You know what I mean? But uh yeah, they really fumbled. And and I do think. It is unfair just to solely blame the retailers because you got to think that PlayStation gonna, and Xbox, they've got to have some, they've got to have enough foresight to know that that's going to happen. And they've got to have some um, amount of control when it comes to who they send their products to, to have an agreement ahead of time of Walmart. If you want to sell our product, you want to put our product on your shelves. These are the things that we need you to do. We want you to make sure that there's authentication involved, or at least, you know what I mean? I feel like they could have been a, 
a part of that conversation ahead of time? I don't know. I don't know how well, that works. Yeah. It, but we've been talking about forever how it's probably like, it's like that forced exclusivity where they don't make that many PlayStations because they want everyone to be like, if they see one in the store, they'll buy it 100%, right? Because I feel like it's the only chance they'll get. Yeah. It's like just enough stock. It's just enough stock that some people are annoyed. And then when you do get it, it's like, I got to tweet about this because I actually have one in my hands. You know, it's like, it's like that rare, that rare thing. And, you know, with the, because we've talked about the pricing, we talked about the value, we've talked about how good they are. So these are some of the most sought after consoles. So demand is already high. There is actually mm -hmm. another way to, to get your hands on the next gen console. All you got to do is be a streamer and don't be one of us three. <laughs> And then they'll get a console. That's sent true. You. Actually, that's do you want to know? Do you want to know something that's sick though? Like, I don't want to get fully into it because I haven't researched everything. But apparently, there's a bunch of drama with that as well. There's actually a bunch of content creators that have been getting hate, specifically black content creators. Have you guys heard about that on Twitter? There's huh. been, I saw, there, there's I saw been, one example. Yeah, there's been some like crazy. Um, honestly, it's 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 racist. It's racist is what it is. And there was a, a content creator. I'd have to go look. And that's why I don't want to dive into, into the nitty gritty because I don't know all the details. But there was actually a content creator that he had made a full-on video talking about some content creators and, 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 and saying, like, oh, how did they get them and stuff. And then those content creators were attacked by racist people. And uh, he got his video uh, taken down and he made a big video complaining. I'm sorry I, I don't have the details, but I just kind of jogged my memory. But apparently there's like a whole big thing going on where content creators are getting absolutely harassed. Why do you have it? You don't have enough viewership or why do you have it? And then it has escalated, unfortunately, into some very uh, dark territory with racists. Yeah, like from, it's, from what, it's gross. From what, I, from what I've seen, it's, it's people who are very upset. Mike Jones these... put it just now. Yeah, that's the one. The, yeah. the Griffin Gaming was the guy who said it. Yeah, that's so, the guy. From what I've seen right now, it's just it's people who are very, very upset that they can't get consoles. And we've just went over, it is extremely frustrating. And the bots are snatching up every console and they, they can't get one. And then they look at these other, often quite smaller content creators who've gotten PlayStations and they just latch onto something, in this case, their race to like attack. And it's just right. very unfortunate because like, here's the, here's the, the crappy part. It's like, yeah, it's understandable that people are upset that they can't get consoles and they look at this guy with like, you know, a hundred average viewers or less. And you're like, how is this guy getting a console, right? Like this is a console that could have been on the market for me, right? But it's, then you got to step back and be like, wait a sec, if you were in this person's shoes and you're streaming, you would say yes. If Sony reached out to you and said, do you want a PlayStation 5? Yeah, it's not we'd their love, fault. Yeah. We'd love for you to do an unboxing video everyone would say yes no one would be like oh no i think that belongs in the wild and someone who deserves it everyone would be like yes so to get mad at someone for doing something that you would have 100 percent done is yeah. so scummy it's like dude just be happy for this person they're obviously grinding and trying to like you know stream and entertain you and they're making a video showcasing what comes in a playstation it's like an informative thing it's like you're likely not going to get that console anyway. it's not like this console was going to go to you but it went to the yeah. streamer instead like that's not how it works so mm -hmm. it's just like a crappy thing to attack don't be don't be mad at the streamers it's not their fault be mad at, at sony and walmart and all these people making buying consoles an absolute nightmare right it's right. not these street these we're talking about like literally the amount of consoles you can count on your hand going to these small streamers 
it, this is not the issue. The issue is the, the scalpers having 50 at their homes, right? Like they, that's They've the got issue. more at their house. There's, yeah, cause I've literally seen pictures of people who have like dozens of PlayStations piled up in their house. Yeah. And it's like, this guy has more consoles than all of these like small, <laughs> like, di- like diverse streamers that you're attacking because of their race or you're attacking because of their, it doesn't matter. They're just finding something to go and attack. But it's like, yeah, literally scalpers have ruined, have taken way more of your consoles than these tiny streamers. Like the people you should be attacking are not these streamers. Like it's yeah. so dumb. And, and, you know, even to piggyback on that just a little bit is like micro influencers are in most cases dollar for dollar better than big content creators. If you go look at Nade Shot and it's like, all right, we're going to give him a PlayStation. He probably would then convert it to less PlayStations, you know, per dollar spent than a lot of, uh, a lot of smaller content creators. The other thing too is just like demographics, right? Some Animal Crossing streamer, you know, like maybe like a, a young female, uh, uh, like Latin a descent female uh, Animal Crossing streamer, her audience demographic is is literally the exact inverse of mine. Probably the age mm-hmm. is going to be different. The the where they live is going to be different. Nationalities are going to be different. The way they influence is going to be different. An NBA two mm-hmm. K content creator does not have the same audience as me. And so it's like, yeah. you know, there's so many, you know, white young dudes on YouTube, and it's like. You can throw PlayStation any of them, and the majority of those people in that demographic is going to see it. You need to you need to diversify and give it out. So it's just basic yeah. marketing, and it's Absolutely. like and it's like people are just being so evil out there. Like, bro, just make more than fifty PlayStations, and we're good. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's very unfortunate because like like we said, it's I don't want to say it's understandable that people are upset because it is really like not understandable that like if I saw again if you see like. A, a, uh, the example I saw was like a black female streamer who got a PlayStation. She just like did her a cool job show, showcasing it a bit. And then she like broke down because she was so happy because she was getting like support. But her video on YouTube was getting dislike bombed from all these people. And it's again, yeah, she's getting some racist comments, but the vast majority of people were just upset that she has a PlayStation and they don't, right? Mm-hmm. And that's it. That That's really all it is is just like yeah i didn't get it and i've been trying to get it day in and day out and this person got it so it's just jealousy and and being mad but again it's not this poor person's fault and she did like some quality content and learned a little bit about the playstation but the the it it is kind of unfortunate that playstation and like sony and, and microsoft and all these stupid retailers have made this experience so negative for so many people that this is where we've gotten to like yeah. I don't want to, I'm not trying to excuse the behavior by any means but it's like why did you have to, why cannot any of you multi-billion dollar companies have the three brain cells required to enable captcha it's like you told me today Trevanger, that Walmart was just finally enabling like verification to make sure the bots won't get it like how has it gotten to this point where like that's noteworthy like that should be the standard right so it's absolutely. like they've literally made it the most insufferable annoying anger inducing experience for these console launches that should be a positive thing and now everyone's like just pissed at the, everyone else because because it's just like infuriating to try to get one of these like why it's supposed to be because we've talked about this Great value, Xbox Game Pass. It's supposed to be a Christmas gift. It's supposed to be this thing. How many kids are like, I want an Xbox, and they're not going to get one just because they don't, like, you can't get them. And I think that's yeah. the sad thing. It's supposed to be, as you said, yeah. a positive 
thing, and it's it's just flipped on its head, unfortunately. Yeah, at this point, all we can do is just hope that they learn from this experience. They they take in the feedback, and you know, several years from now, when we have another release for next generation consoles, hopefully, it just looks dramatically different. And that's the bottom line. Some of the chats like oh, typical capitalism. It's like I'm not sure the USSR was pumping out consoles. <laughs> that's some bad news for you. Also, <laughs> like hopefully, the capitalist system will work in the sense of now, like you said. Walmart's actually going out of the way to say we have enabled CAPTCHA. They just got a bunch of goodwill. People are now interested in tonight's drop of PlayStations just because of that factor. So because of their idiocy, any company now who enables that stuff, who tries to do anything to prevent scalping, is now going to gain ramp goodwill up activity. and yeah. ramp up sales. Like if two things go on sale, if, if Target and Walmart go on sale at the same time and Walmart says we have CAPTCHA enabled, Walmart's getting all the attention by far, by far. And now, so now we're in like a, a brave new world where like just doing those things they should have done in the first place is now seem as seen as, 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 as great things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like the most basic stuff. Yeah. Um, anything well, else you guys want to touch on there? Uh, no, I was just saying we should probably start wrapping this up. Yep. I, uh, I got to go to the airport soon. I got to go pick up my wife. And uh, but we got a couple minutes if we want to do do a little chat with the quick here. Do a quick yeah, thing. Let's... We're gonna enable members only. So if you are a member, if you are a member, you can chat with us. You can ask us questions. If you're not, stick around. Stick around. Your your by all means. We're gonna have a saucy a saucy little uh, Last con- week got conversation saucy. here. Yeah, it was very saucy. So. Yeah, we're, and uh, Tash is going to post in the chat right now uh, how to become a member. If you want to c- become a member, support us. It's basically how we pay for everything, editor, and and all of that stuff. Also, it's going to the Lamborghini fund. Uh, that's, that's just right. uh, it's just uh, some fun we're doing on the side. Dude. We're saving mm-hmm. as a and team, you. right? That's right. That's right. That's right. It'll be a, a group Lamborghini. Yeah, uh, well, basically, it'll go to like TV's house, and then he'll have to drive it up and like pick. Me That's up, right. and then we're driving to Tash and picking him <laughs> up. So we're just gonna, and then we're just gonna go do whatever, man. Incredible. Yeah. Um, I gotta get going, guys. I gotta Sounds shut good. this. I gotta shut this down. This is awesome. Thank you so much. We are the Real Gamer Hour, the RGH podcast. We stream every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So you gotta be here because you gotta watch. We also have uh, uh, the podcast in audio form on our Anchor and Spotify. Link should be in the description to that uh, if you guys are interested in finding that as well as on Twitter. Um, but done. that's pretty much it. I'm M-Tashed. I'm Cactus HD. I'm True Vanguard. We are the RJH Podcast, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye.